0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday again. That means we have another edition of the MSP Initiative Live. How's everyone doing today? Ken, how you doing, buddy?
1: Well, it's weird like that. I think Tuesday happens every week. Nah, man. I think we skipped Tuesdays. <laughs> well, on the bus, it feels like we might have skipped the Tuesday or two, but...
0: Yeah, that's true. No, we're definitely... Uh, Tuesday sometimes it's like it's a blur, right? We just kind of go to the left and hope that it's still there.
1: One hundred percent.
0: But I will, I will tell you, I appreciate that the weather is definitely getting nicer out up here in the Northeast. I think we're both kind of, I mean, in a similar
1: boat, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, it's getting pretty nice. The basement's still pretty cool, but it's pretty nice outside. So, it's uh, yeah, I think uh, yesterday it got nicer, but it was super windy up where I live so things were blowing over but it was still nice to not be uh, you know 30 degrees you and the wind
0: so is why your internet's going down man
1: probably probably
0: yeah I think I think it I think you know Comcast is one thing but the wind definitely does not help you
1: no the wind is bad up here we, we live up on this high hill and uh, the wind just comes through here and rips stuff apart it's crazy
0: right on are you have you gotten enough sleep yet you've recovered from two weeks on the road and it's been like a week since kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, sleep's overrated, right? Yeah. Okay. Like Kramer, like Kramer said, you know, when you're yeah. sleeping, you're not doing stuff. You need to you need to, you know, take up as much of that time as possible coming up with ideas.
0: Sure. <laughs> I get that.
1: Didn't work out for Kramer though, did it?
0: Hey, listen, you got a nice paycheck in the end. <laughs> uh all right. We'll start with this one today. What do you think about this fashion statement?
1: The fashion mask. Good lord! <laughs> A stormtrooper mask. Okay, I guess that's uh, it's it's coming to fruition. We're now yeah. going to be stormtroopers.
0: I mean, it, ha- it looks like it has the
1: headphones built in,
0: because you see it in the ear, right? Right, when you got that little mic, that uh, t- the little
1: piece that straps up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: this thing's going for three hundred bucks.
1: Oh, is that all? Three hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. You want so, one? You gonna grab one? Uh, that would be a big negative. Okay. Because, you know, apparently even if you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask
1: or two or three. Yeah, that uh, that makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to do it, <laughs> might as well do it in style, right?
1: Yeah, or I could just be in style and not do it. Okay. I mean, look, uh, do you want to cover all this up? Seriously. Hey, I,
0: I, I hear you, man. I got you. I got you. Here's another one for you looks like Android auto is trying to s- step it up and now they're finally going to give Google maps a run for their money. What do you think? I mean, yeah, you're an Android guy.
1: Yeah. I still think it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we've pretty much got a map and we're using it and are we really going to go back to the days of Garmin and, you know, all the GPSs of fighting each other over which one works best in your vehicle. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe for Slade, we, we can do that for the bus and, and sure. see which one, duke it out for which one. I mean, listen, if they can come up with one that can tell you if there's a telephone pole on the inside of a turn driving into a driveway for, for trucks that need to get into small driveways, then that would work great for the bus. But
0: sure, sure. what
1: what new things are going to pop up on maps that we, we haven't already seen? Uh-huh.
0: By the way, Brent asked about the maps. Can you breathe with it, breathe with it on Mars? No, Brent, you got to get the big one for that. That's the $2,000 one. Where it looks like you have like an astronaut helmet walking onto the plane, but I'm pretty sure they won't let you on the plane with that.
1: Right. Two thousand dollar mask to <laughs> actually,
0: I'm pretty sure they're not gonna let you on the plane with this three hundred dollar mask because it looks like it has valves and they don't want you to have valves on the plane. <laughs> so for whatever that's worth. All right, next one up. Yeah, you know, some fun updated tech news here. iPhone flip
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna put some some meat in between that? And eat it like a sandwich. Yeah, I, I mean, good. seriously, is there is there a uh, is there something that, is there a reason for this? Is this something you've been like if you thought to yourself, man? If my phone could you know flip in half,
0: I don't I'd know. Really... I feel I feel like Sade would rock this. <laughs> I could totally see her with the flip. A lot of a lot of TikToks on there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Brent says nor compressed air you're 100% right Brent they barely damn near don't want you to walk on a plane with a battery let alone an iPhone flip or that mask.
1: By the <laughs> way Shaday says she's not opposed
0: <laughs> as I su- as I suspected as I suspected okay all right
1: a lot of a lot of, uh, a lot of satisfaction she says with closing that phone shut
0: right makes noises and buzzes at you but i think she
1: likes the idea if your face is on there she can just shut your face closed
0: i mean she can do that now
1: right
0: (laughs) there's nothing nothing stopping uh there's nothing stopping her from doing that now oh (laughs)
1: broken right brent with his uh lots of folded in half jokes (laughs) oh boy oh boy okay we don't want this uh show to deteriorate too quickly so let's uh moving on george Okay. Moving right along.
0: Well, if you're looking <laughs> to trade in an iPhone coming up here, guess what? They've changed in all the math. So when, with all those Patterson aficionados that are like, nope, Android or bust. And I want to trade it in. Well, it looks like the math is sort of, even if you want to get a future i device, they've changed the math.
1: So it trading looks like, values. So you're going to get an extra $15? Yeah. Oh, I'm all
0: in. Unless you have an iPad Pro. Like, look, that's that's a nice little jump. Sure. Yeah. Except it still for the take Mac- a surface. But look, but look, the Ma- yeah, you're right. I'm on a surface right now. I love it. The MacBook Air, look, it's gone down. So anything MacBook, they're just like, no, nope, no, nope, nope. We went. Yeah. Even off. even they don't
1: want it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, hundred percent. Well, I just figured I mentioned that since. Remember, remember, remember on an MSP initiative session not too long ago, we talked about how Verizon is horrible and how AT&T was not that much better. I ju- From the phone that I traded in, one of the phones I traded in to AT&T, in December, December of 2020, I just got the notification two days ago that it's on its way to the depot for a, for a trade-in. Yeah, we're in March. This was in December.
1: I mean, you know, they're in the same system as uh, as your tickets are. You know, it's going to take some time before you get a response.
0: Yeah, if uh, I don't think AT&T is using uh, Connectwise Manage. Just,
1: just go. <laughs> no, not those tickets. Your speeding oh. tickets. Oh, the speeding tickets. <laughs> no, okay. you know, you put in a request, and and three months later, you get an answer.
0: Yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah. New York finally responded back to me from a ticket from one August. <laughs> right. August. I just got it. Just got it last week. Yeah. George, Brent says, George, so things are improving. Okay. <laughs> slowly, but surely, surely, slowly, but I, I don't know if COVID's the, the, the excuse for uh, why they're uh, not
1: going to lie, but Brent may be the Ed McMahon of the show. He's getting, he's, he's getting a lot of one-liners in today. A yep, hundred
0: percent. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Here's the next one. So apparently Google is now changing their drive storage math for anyone on Google Apps as their stack instead of, you know, Office 365 um, or Microsoft 365, that is. Uh, now Google is saying, hey, we're going to start counting your docs and sheets against your drive storage. Oh, good. But they're changing the deadline to when that's going to happen.
1: February 1st of 2022. Listen, why don't you just stick to the news to the right of that Godzilla versus Kong? You might have a little bit of- a You know what? I
0: haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's great.
1: uh It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Saw it with the fam Easter. My my kids wanted to watch it, so we watched okay. it uh, the night of Easter, and it was uh, it was okay. Okay.
0: Listen, I just saw I just saw uh, Star Trek Discovery came out with their trailer. Star Trek Picard came out with their trailer. Q's coming back.
1: You have hold on, uh, hold on, George.
0: Come on, Black Widow's trailer. They released a final trailer. Yeah, I on know. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. i, I mean I'm still, watching.
1: Uh, I'm still finishing Snyder's cut, all right? It, it's taking me Dude, you should have done that.
0: You and Chade, you you blew it. You blew. No, we tried to do it. We tried to, do, won, it. We tried to do it. We tried to do it on the bus. It didn't work out
1: well. And
0: then should've, That should have been one sitting, man.
1: Oh, no way. No. One no. sitting. Me and my me and my son watched 2 hours the first night. We well, what we thought was 2 hours. Then we we thought it was four parts. That was a big mistake. And then we thought we were halfway through when we weren't. And then last night we watched, we got about an hour left. We got you about an hour left. And he's like, I want to be awake for this. Let's watch the last hour tomorrow. Nah, man, right. I did it. The day like, they came
0: out, I was like, boop.
1: Yeah. I'll talk to you in hours. It is really, really good though. I will say uh, it was uh, all the way up to this last hour. It's like, I wanted to sit and watch it. It's definitely, it's a completely different movie. It's crazy yeah. that they have that much footage. It's completely the different. Movie. A completely different bad guy. Uh, now, Same now,
0: well, now they're trying to resurrect it. Even the rocks, you know, put his two cents in and said, "Hey, I I, I, I need the Snyder Cup. I need to continue. I need to continue the Snyder Verse."
1: Yeah, they're they're considering HBO Max doing a whole Snyder Verse series. So we'll see what happens. And who
0: owns that. HBO? AT and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait. I can't get away from the from, from that. No, uh, no. No. Okay. No. Okay. Speaking about, I mean, this is perfect. Speaking about, you know, series and streaming, Apple TV Plus, you got to start watching this stuff, man. There's a there's great shows on this Apple TV Plus.
1: Yeah, how many streaming services do I need, George? Apparently I'm going to need one every single I mean, every when, single you're, when your cord isn't cut because
0: the wind didn't knock it down, you need to be watching this stuff, man.
1: My cords never cut, dude.
0: Listen, they're, they're the, the two out of the three they show on here, uh, for all mankind is what it's almost like men um, in the high castle take of what happens if the space race didn't end between the us and the USSR. So it's actually pretty cool. What if, you know, history play like time traveler change the game kind of thing. And then this guy, this guy over here is funny. Ted Lasso. It's like, what if they take a division two college uh, football coach and make him a premier league coach? Which yeah, that's uh,
1: Jason Sudeikis.
0: Yeah, he's it was it was great. Like Apple TV Plus. I mean, I got an Apple TV, uh, for for Christmas, and so I got like the year subscription with it. But I'm gonna renew. I think I think it's uh, when it comes up for renewal. And then yeah. Brent's like, is Apple learning that content is more valuable than the hardware? Yeah, <laughs> didn't, didn't they come out with iTunes, Brent? I mean, they they did own that for a long time. Um, and by the way, Shadé says she finally saw it.
1: Yeah, she said so good in all caps. Better, so. better
0: late than than sorry. I mean, it happens.
1: Listen, I, whether you watched it back then or you watch it now, nothing changes. I so. mean,
0: but like you're out of the loop, man. Like you gotta you gotta keep up with that stuff.
1: Out of the loop. If I was four, watching a movie for four hours, I would be out of the loop of a lot of things. No, no, but like you don't sleep, he said, so there's plenty of time to watch. Yeah, right. Except now I have my uh, my. Uh, my sound bar and my surround sound setup. So I can't watch that type of movie late at night or the whole entire house shakes. You just got to put some extra <laughs> insulation up top. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. My, my my, my wife would really love the eggshells all through the living room. That would be great. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well,
0: I guess we're going to get on to some real news. Uh, Compucom, yes. CompuCom, I think still owned by Office Depot, if not mistaken.
1: Yes, you are correct.
0: $20 million ransomware attack lose eight lose 8 million in revenue i
1: mean that's just what we know
0: i mean if if it isn't clear that the msp is a target of the bad guys that that's as clear as it has to be
1: yep nationwide copycom was uh they've been around a long time before office depot before they got purchased CompuCom was uh actually we had run-ins with them because of the uh when we used to do the prison work, the company uh, that the company that was the main company, Canteen Corporation and Compass, used CompuCom for their nationwide support and then had us come in with our software and, and the stuff that we added to it. So very familiar with CompuCom.
0: It, Five to eight million dollars revenue loss on that. I, I can't shake a stick at it. It's bad.
1: No, no. And like, you, like we always say, that's just what we know. You don't I know mean, how much other listen, things Microsoft had some outages since,
0: you know, probably like a half dozen since November. But these guys were down for 16 days. Yeah. That's a long time. Like, I, I, I can, you know, imagine if a customer is down for 16 minutes. Right, right. 16 <laughs> days, you can't come back. Yeah, you know, like you almost, you can't win. That's a cool yeah, well, thing. so
1: for all you Compucom customers, you should be calling. You know, call call George.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll recommend them to MSPs that are very. That's right. That's here. right.
1: There you go. Uh yeah. he, so, so Brent, said, so Brent's saying they
0: lost sixteen million per. They said they're they do sixteen million dollars in revenue per month. That may very well be true, Brent, but. That, they're talking about the initial hit. You're
1: still going to oh, have- he's asking, he's asking, is that saying that they do oh. 16 mil per month?
0: Oh, 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 oh. I don't know. I haven't looked. At, I mean, they're publicly traded, I think. You can go and look, but-
1: They are pretty large.
0: They're, yeah, he did the math. He did the reverse math. He said 15 days loss equals 8 million. I don't know if that number was because of the 16 days or that's what they're suspecting is going to be the could loss.
1: Be certain projects, could be a number of factors in that. Yeah,
0: but uh,
1: oof, not good. Not pretty. And of course, I'm, I'm assuming you, you've you seen the Facebook, uh, 500 million Facebook users uh, this morning.
0: Well, I mean, that wasn't this morning. That was actually a day and a half ago. And Zuckerberg's right. own phone number was in that. I'm, I, You know what? Your phone, phone number might be my phone number. Might, no,
1: I don't right.
0: know. My number's in there, but you know, re- either way. Could be. Could be. It's you know five hundred and sixty-six million users and their phone numbers and their email addresses and their names all packaged in one big in one big uh, you know extortion scheme that's now on the dark web. I think they said they're selling them for four bucks for the package, four or five bucks for the whole five, six,
1: 566 million They just given no, get it. ready get ready for some new phone calls. That's basically what you're saying.
0: Well, you got to get the robo dials anyway. But yeah, you get some robo dials and some
1: emails and yeah.
0: I would love you to go back seen- and see who what other celebrity stuff's in there.
1: Right. Well, hey, listen, you got four bucks? Well, yeah, we should go buy it. Start sifting through that, you know, give yeah. some of these people a call. I'm going
0: to do a dial down on it. What do you think?
1: <laughs> so uh,
0: that's interesting. Here's another one for you. Cisco as a service how much of this is to actually help their partners versus how much of this is, this is how they're going to sell to the street directly.
1: Yeah. I, um, I find it hard to believe because Cisco as a device has already got its own like I'm talking about just a stamp, just from buying it and working with it as an MSP. I couldn't imagine it going that route, how difficult it would be to have it all go through That logistical nightmare of how you're buying it, how you're billing for it, the licensing. You ever seen the Cisco licensing and and, smart and and renewals Uh, and whatever? Good lord, I I have people full time jobs managing the Cisco stuff, even just
0: Meraki by itself has become Ciscoized, right? Uh, Brent says he'll pay the four dollars by the way, yeah, of course. When you you send it over, once you got it, man, uh, (laughs) no, but like. When Cisco, I would remember exactly where I was. I was standing in the back of the room at IT Nation, November, or it was, it was Halloween of 2019, IT Nation. And I was standing in the back of the room, and right before the guy from Cisco went on stage, like an hour before, that's not true, it was the week before, and then he came, we were at IT Nation next week, Cisco had bought Broadsoft for $2 billion and i still get i still get a lot of jam for this 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 article i wrote this blog and i'm like so your vendor has just become your competitor it's true it turned out to be the case they started selling direct to the street right off that platform what did you think was going to happen
1: yeah and you know they've taken shots with uh, the linksys devices and the uh, you know that still goes direct clearly that's in every store um, yeah i mean
0: but I mean, like this as a service was meant to make Cisco's product more viable, not because it was easier for the partner to buy it. Right. Now, like they're making it easier because anybody off the street could just press a button and get their stuff, right?
1: Not where you want to be. That's the, uh, you know, I mean, for the educated MSP, right? That's that's not a good, that's not a good thing for them.
0: So Brent says, because, you know, Brent says, I have Umbrella, which used to be OpenDNS, great product. Right. He's like, my billing's a mess. I can't even log in to look at my account. That's not good. No. Um, I, and and there's, there was a, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, uh, and, I hate, and I hate to even mention these because it gives people more keyboard muscles. But yeah, there was, a, there was <laughs> one, one comment in a, one, in a Facebook group that were made unmentioned. And they were like, yeah, vendors suck. I was like, okay. They're like, you, should ju- you shouldn't have to talk to anyone. You shouldn't have to demo anything you should just click and buy Amazon edition. Nice. And I said, okay. And in some cases that Amazon style play is great. Okay. I mean, you, you Pax eight, I'm not even, this isn't even targeted at you, but your that name was mentioned and they're like, look, look at Pax eight. I'm like, yes, yeah, so let's talk about Pax eight for a second. It's, they're not publishing the pricing publicly. No. Somebody off the street can't just sign up and buy from the store. It's going through an ecosystem, a marketplace, right? Through a partner network. I was like, you competing with public pricing, they're like, well, public pricing doesn't, doesn't matter. And I'm like, doesn't? They're like, well, if my customer wants to go buy Dell from Dell, that shouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm selling a package. If my customer wants to go buy Microsoft from Microsoft, I'm selling package. I'm like, yeah, that's the wedge that opens up the door for you to lose everything else. I don't know how you don't see it. this. never happened to me. I was like, well, I don't know what your experience is, but that happens all the time. That happens all the time. Why do you want to invite that? Why? Why do you want to leave that door open for somebody to walk through it? Does that make sense? You, you, you're okay? Like if you would prefer that to be the case, I understand you can't control some of these things, but not number one, <laughs> not every vendor is set up to do business with every MSP on the planet. There's a good fit. There's a bad fit. You know, the other argument, right? Hey, I shouldn't have to talk to anyone to get pricing. I'm like, what if you don't understand the price?
1: What is the How about just the product, the solution? You don't, you have to have these discussions to know what you're buying.
0: I'm just like, listen, a lot of these software platforms, a lot of these vendors have a Swiss army knife. It can be manipulated to do a thousand things. You maybe only want like this narrow focus, but how do they know? And how do you know that it's going to do the job? I was like, you need to work backwards from how the reality works. And I didn't realize this until as an MSP, I pulled the curtain back and took a look behind what happens in Benderland. I thought the same thing. I right. was saying the same things. And then I opened the curtain. And I'm like, oh, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's really not. Number one, churn is your greatest enemy. If you book revenue and it churns out, It's the worst possible thing to show on any math, any books, any, anything. I'd rather not book the revenue to not show the churn. Think about that. If you understand that one sentence, a lot of things start to make sense. One, not everybody's a good fit. You are being vetted as much as you're vetting them. If you don't think that's the case, the response to that was, that's ridiculous. You don't know anything about business. I should be able to buy from anywhere. And if I don't like it, I'll cancel it. I'm like, And that may be for the retail guys. You're going to want to go buy Quicken that way, QuickBooks that way. Fine. And that's part of their strategy. Fine. But in MSP vendor land, that's not the design. Right. That's not the design. They're like, I can just go to PAX 8 and I can just buy. And I'm like, but you were supposed to be vetted by PAX 8 before you got unlocked to go then buy stuff. You still have a resource to go to, you still have support. That's provided by that entity in front of the vendor. Did, right, you ever, right. did you ever expect that as much as you know, everybody wants to sign up, everybody on the planet, make as much money as possible. There is a cost after the sale. Why does it make sense for someone to be negative on the deal? Right. Does it make sense? You don't want to be negative if you sign an MSP customer and they end up burning through time like crazy. It's the same conversation in just a slightly different angle. So a couple of things that's worth mentioning, and Ken, I'd love to take your opinion on this. One, think sometimes things are packaged a certain way because they need to make enough revenue on the deal for it to make sense. There's costs, there's infrastructure costs, there's cloud costs, there's time costs. It's like you go to a Costco or a Sam's Club or a whatever, a wholesale place. The catch-up is package three, right? Together, not one. Like it's designed and packaged that way for a reason. Two, the idea of a minimum right and this is i mean we can talk this one's been talked about forever but it's worth mentioning (laughs) this comes back down to the packaging concept there's only two reasons that there are a minimum in my opinion having sat on both sides of this aisle one they're trying to 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 target a certain size person okay like if you can't hit this floor they may not even be set up properly to deal with you at your size understand that like it's a real legitimate situation two back to they need to make a certain amount of money to make it work okay well microsoft you can buy one yep but look at the size the size matters right right so so that so minimums you know hey i shouldn't have to talk to a salesperson for a demo You don't, the demo's not meant to be two hours, guys. I get it. You want as much content that's available out there so that you can do your research for you buy. We're not arguing that point. But like, you want to make sure that before you buy, it works, it's going to actually potentially work for you and they want to do the same. So I'm not saying it has to be two hours or an hour, but like why you're fighting the phone call boggles my mind. Just take the phone call. Just take the call. And just know that you're in a better place already rather than just assuming because you're going to burn your time. In the end. that 15, 20, 30, you'll end up saving time from the 15 or 20 or 30 minutes. I don't understand why you, that's such a pushback. Um, Oh, of course, the, the other thing that comes up in this conversation, the contract, the term. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm mostly with you on that. Most of the time, the contract is meant to prevent churn <laughs> again. That is like right at the top. Everything else starts there. Um, now, listen, do the PEs and the VCs come in and, and want to help stretch out their valuations by putting terms? Sure. And But are there vendors out there that do month to month too? Sure. Everybody's in a different place on it. I agree. I, would, I prefer not to be locked in, especially if I'm the MSP and I have a customer that disappears, but I'm still locked in on a contract over here. That's a bad sandwich. I get that. Not, yeah, you know, like, it's not always going to be that case, but generally speaking, over time, they'll offer you a month to month or out of a term, but they may raise the price to get there, right? They're giving you some in order for you to get some back and forth kind of thing. But bottom line on this conversation, I know I stepped up on a soapbox, but I'm, 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 i was right there with everybody on this conversation i really was I, I honest to god you negotiate the best that you can you may not be the biggest company out there and you know it's not the you know it's not the best circumstances for you in every case but having seen the other side now guys it's not it's not because they're doing it just to do it <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff happening on the back end that you have no idea about And I'm not saying you're uneducated. You just don't know what you don't know because they're not putting it out there for you. Right. They're doing all this back office work, bean counting, trying to figure out what needs to be done in order to make it work. But I've gone on for like seven, eight minutes on this. Do you have any opinion on this Ken?
1: Oh, me? Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Uh, No, man, that was all good stuff. I mean, we we, kind of goes back to something we talked about before where, You should have the same expectations for your vendors that you do for your customers, right? We always see this as an MSP. We're like, Oh man, our customers never listen. Our customers don't do this. And guess what? We're doing the same thing to the vendors. We're not listening to the vendors. We're not, it's not a two way street. Something you mentioned there was it's a give and take. And that's all, there's a lot of that. And listen, there were vendors uh, when I was an MSP that had minimums, And when I finally dug deep enough and talked to them, it turned out the minimum was because of MSPs that burned them. They got burned on a certain level because people were using their product for one specific thing and then dumping it a month later or two months later. So they didn't even get their money back on the price they were giving out for the onesie, twosie type things. So they had to put a minimum in place to cover that cost because the MSPs took advantage of it. So Uh, like George, I've been on both sides of the fence here as an MSP. I always wanted the best price. I always wanted, you know, to push, push, push. I didn't want to do the contracts, but the flip side of that to George's point, they need to stay in business. And I know, you know, we talk about, Oh, they're big. They have all this. No, that's not the case. There's a lot more things going on behind the scenes. Think about what we have as MSPs, the people we have to pay and the things that we have to do to make payroll and how, if one of our customers does something crazy, it affects us. Well, now multiply that times 30 times 300. In some cases, it's the same thing. It's just in a larger scale. It doesn't mean because they're bigger, they have more money to throw out the window. Because if they start doing it the way that some of the MSPs are pushing them to, they'll be out of business too. And then you won't have anybody to go to anyways. So you have to have that. That give and take. You have to understand it's all business, regardless of the other vendor, they're the MSP, even your customers. We're all in business. And we are in business to make money. For the most part, I've seen on this side of the fence that more vendors than not are really trying to help. They are really trying to get now. Do some of them do it better than others? Absolutely. But it doesn't make it any easier when the MSPs that they serve don't really go both, don't go on both sides, don't really give and take. It's more about them than it is about the relationship with the vendor. That's where this gets hurt and it blows up. And it turns into this conversation that George had. Everybody's gonna have their beliefs. You know, you guys have heard me say a thousand times the whole silver silver bullet. There is no silver bullet to any of this. But the one common thread is be a decent human being. Be positive and work towards understanding that these are human beings on the other side of the conversation and you'll come to some common ground. And yes, there will be companies that you will just determine are completely out of the loop, like George with Verizon, and maybe some of these others, right? He, he gave them all he could give, and then when it, when it wasn't working, he pulled out. That was his response, and that's okay. But when you're going into something, and it's not exactly the way you wanted without any give and take, and then you pull out, and then you go into the next thing, and you don't give it all, and you pull out, eventually, that's gonna have a negative effect on you and your business. So I do believe in everything that George just said, but I also think we have to just, let's break it down to its simplest form. Take a step back and say, what would I do for my business? These people are doing the same thing. Let's try to work it out. Let's find the common ground. Let's work towards a common solution. And then if they don't listen and they can't be bothered, you know, which I know can happen, that's when you decide to make decisions and move to another place. And that's, you know, again, not to plug PAX 8, but with PAX 8, you're getting a little bit of leverage because Pax8 is now working with you with these vendors. And we make sure that most of them have no, you know, don't have the contracts, the lengthy contracts. And we have, we try to get no minimums out of most of them, but if something really requires a minimum, it's there for a reason. It's there for protection.
0: So Brent comes back and says, when you have these types of problems with a company, don't you think there's somebody in the company that cares somewhere? See this is, and this is part of the problem, Brent. And, and, this is where we get back to the keyboard muscles conversation right everybody like when your first place to go invent is reddit and facebook yeah. and linkedin and slack and discord and you didn't even attempt to pick up the phone i i, I am not sorry for you like if you like try actually try like and, and listen are there bad people sometimes in the mix sure There's bad teachers, there's bad police officers, there's bad cafeteria workers, there's bad drive-through people. Like it happens in every profession, right? You may not have the right person on the phone, but if they're not the CEO, well, then there's somebody upstairs, right? If you don't ask, you can't get. And I just really like to Ken, you know, Ken mentioned, hey, I went as far as I could before I said, you know what? I've tried everything. I've gone well above the call of duty to trying to make this work and solve this problem together. Right. Then I, then, then that's when I hit the red button, but I feel like the tolerance level is really low. And for some reason, maybe that's just because everybody, a lot of people have had bad experiences over the year years. I get it. But if you don't put any effort in, then you're kind of going to end up in a bad place. I think.
1: Hey, George, you kind of you kind of just hit on something that we can make an easy analogy to. It's like, and I don't want to say male or female, but I'm a male, so I'm going to point it to it. It's like the, the, the girl when you're a kid, you're trying to talk to a girl, right? And she's being super, she doesn't want to talk to you, just super shutting down. And you're thinking immediately, oh, she's mean, right? You're not thinking about the 10,000 people or times that she's had to go through this experience, right? The flip side is, She has to also think, well, if I don't ever give somebody a chance, I'm never going to know if it's the right person, right? It's the same idea where, yes, I agree with you. MSPs have been beat on for, you know, have had been burned by many, many, many vendors. So I get that part. And I don't want that to get lost. That's a good point, George. We don't want that to get lost because we have been burned many times by vendors who just kicked us in the pants as many times as they possibly could. But that doesn't mean that there aren't good vendors. And we do see this changing and evolving. And some of the bigger guys will never change. And hopefully things will be to the point where you won't have to deal with those bigger guys. You'll find something that works, but you'll also find that that change can be more harmful than good. If you're just changing because you had one or two bad experiences and you didn't take it to the next level. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time. We have guys like you know, Datto becoming a giant company and yeah, I'm sure when you have thousands of employees, some of them aren't gonna be able to translate and work well. But mm-hmm. when you throw something to Rob Ray, I mean, I've never seen him not answer. He always answers. And that goes from Datto right down to Bevoip. If something ever comes up on social media, I'll be, I'm one of them, but you see people type in, oh, George Bardisi, Alex Danners, and those guys are right on there. And if it's somebody complaining, Alec and George, I know that if it goes to them, they're going to talk to this person and, and figure out. Oh, maybe we had. Maybe that person was having a bad day. Maybe it's the wrong person for the position. But you have someone to turn to. And I think that's but, the. But, but that's, that's the
0: thing. Like the the default position shouldn't be.
1: Oh, earth out. Yeah, yeah. No, it you should, shouldn't unload on social media. This and there's no way to fix that, right, George? It's like a tube of toothpaste. Once you squirt that tube out, you ain't getting that toothpaste back into the tube. So you really need to understand that before you act it's just like drunk texting i mean don't just go and push stuff out there and then realize you're going to regret it afterwards cuz believe me the comments that you're making will be regretful you don't want to push stuff out there and dump all over somebody even after it's deleted it's still out there people have seen it people have captured it it's there we we know that people have a tendency to take a picture or something the minute they see it oh, i'm going to click that
0: so so brent so brent says shows character and integrity yeah brent like just as much as you don't want to get beat up by your bad customers that literally treat your people like, you know, garbage. My people sitting on the other side of the aisle also don't want to be treated like garbage. Like, and that's what I said, like, there's a vetting process that does, it should take place. If it's not happening, it's on you, I guess, and on them. But like, if you're negative coming in the front door, if I, you know, if I have a bad feeling that my people are just going to get drowned, and, and, and going out back and beat up with a bat baseball bat, I may just say, I may opt out here. Right. And, you know, like, if you know, like, there is a is it worth it question that's supposed well, to happen. And we're yeah. all in business, right? To make money. And we're money. trying
1: to teach that, right? We've talked about that before. Know the value, know your own value, right? And, and, and the vendors have to do that too. They have to know what their value is and decide are these the type of customers that we want? Are these the type of people we want to deal with? And by the way, MSP should be doing the same thing with the customers they're taking on. We talked about this before where MSPs need to see their value and understand they don't need to sell to everybody who waves money in front of their face 100%. because of this very issue. Some of those people are going to be abusive. It's going to kill your company culture. When they start beating on your people, your people are going to feel like, man, George will hire, you know, George will take on any partner, right? any customer, even if it's affecting us. And I know that George doesn't do that, but that's the point. If you're doing that, that will, that has many effects. So if the bigger companies, you may say, Oh, they're they're not going to dump me. They will. If their people are doing the right thing and getting hammered on.
0: I've seen it. I've seen the big companies. They're eventually going to say,
1: maybe we're just not a fit. Mm -hmm.
0: That's the line. Yep. Hey, can we talk? It's just not working out. It's not you. It's me. Right. (laughs) It's got to be a two way street. All right continuing on i know we kind of interesting all
1: right that's a good that's a good rant right there i like that one there
0: you go so no surprise here so enable who's now is the msp arm of solar winds broke off into what you know a new new name right enable right took a sales hit from the solar winds i mean this was gonna happen right
1: this is uh this should have a picture of captain obvious yeah really you took a sales hit no yeah. Yeah. Not good.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, listen, they, you know, they were in every headline on every news station. If you take any, you know, grievance, Yeah. You. Right. So, so, so yeah, it stinks, but. Around.
1: Yeah. It's not a, listen, it's going to happen to everyone. We get that, but the news surrounding it and some of the ways they got hacked and some, and how it's spreading beyond what anybody, I mean, it's still spreading, right. We're going to get news for this for the months to come. It's still going to push out. And then, to say, "Well, we fixed it. We're we're breaking off into a company called Enable."
0: That's I, tough. That's, I guess it needed to
1: happen from a PR. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a tough thing to take. And like I said, nobody should be kicking them while they're down because you'll be next. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. Yes, it was a a simple simple fix, possibly that could have stopped this. But at the same time, it's happening every day, so there's no reason to kick somebody when they're down.
0: But I, you should. But it's still it's still fair to ask questions.
1: Oh, you absolutely. You the answers
0: too. You need to make sure that you're protecting yourself and your customers at some point are going to start asking the question. I got a thing. Like it can't, it can't not like at some point, if they see the name enough, they're going to say, are you using solar?" I mean, it has, it has to come up. Right. Are you right. using Amazon? Are you using, you know, like it's going to come up. So it's okay to ask hard questions, but business decisions should come from multiple aspects, not just because they're scared and they're making a rash decision here's i already thought this was out there but apparently this just got announced this week i knew about this months ago but ingram micro acquires harmony psa and wholly owned now under this you know continued push for their cloud services and i guess they felt you know this was this was going to be an anchor in their marketplace um it's amazing, right? Because you would think the PSA markets really played itself out, but right, the getting all the money they got earlier in the year, and uh, Synchro, all, you know, doing stuff, and then ServiceNow coming down, and then you have obviously the incumbents, right? Still yep. playing here,
1: of course, of course. Well, I mean, they're all trying to do it all, right? They're all trying to expand and 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 grow and blow up, and if one thing's not working instead of fixing that one thing, you expand out into other areas. I mean, you just see yeah. this happening with quite, quite a bit of them, hoping that one part of it will pull the rest of it together.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting. I don't know how many people are actually using Harmony, but I guess they're now in the, in the game for everyone who buys you the, uh, the Ingram Marketplace. Brent says, right. don't have a look and laugh attitude, have what we can learn from the incident attitude. Brent, if a lot of people had that attitude, We wouldn't be having late night weekend Facebook discussions on why I have to talk to a salesperson to understand my pricing. Um, Bigger guys have merged, opens doors for new players, 100%. And they're coming up. There's a lot of money out there. And by the looks of it, I haven't gone knocking down that door, but by the looks of it, it's not that hard to get. Right. (laughs) It looks like there are a lot of people out there with a lot
1: of money just trying to figure out who's willing to take it. So, yeah, I mean they're even going after the MSPs. They're they're just trying to buy up MSPs to say, okay, now we have this knowledge in house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Heard it yesterday. Had three people I spoke to that had PE reaching out and wanted to know what my thoughts were on PE buying MSPs, and well, that's a whole other conversation. But 100. So speaking of
0: Datto, they say they've added a thousand MSP customers during COVID? What do you think about that?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I think a lot of companies grew through COVID. I, I know, you know, PAX 8 added quite the amount of partners and, and, you know, added vendors and added employees. So uh, it's quite possible. I mean, I wouldn't know a hundred percent. Like I said, I just, I'm behind this. Yes, it was a horrible thing, but a lot of positive things came out of it mentality. I've just, we've seen it, you know, traveling around and talking to MSPs as much as we have. Right. Um, (laughs) And then, um, and Brett says, is that endpoints or MSPs?
0: No, that's MSPs, Brent. It's a good question. That's what they're saying.
1: Look, anything's possible. I, you know, I'm I'm not here to say what's true and what's not true. Right. From a standpoint of that, that. he said,
0: apparently this was, set on an earnings call. So I got to think that right, exactly. say so, bad things, but yeah.
1: And I, like I said, it's, it's, anything's possible. And remember, it's not just backup that data offers that could be MSP customers could be for any one of the many products that they offer. You know, they purchase some new companies, they they've expanded. It could be for, you know, that's not just backup anymore. So, I mean, a thousand MSPs, could could happen. It could happen. It just could also be the addition of the newer companies that they brought on as well.
0: That's worldwide,
1: Brent. He
0: yeah, asked if that was US yeah, or worldwide. That's yeah, worldwide. A, that's worldwide that's that all been
1: territories been worldwide. worldwide. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which, since we're on the topic, Dados flipped their glue G L U H acquisition and now have uh, formally put it out there under Dado Procurement. So um, what do you think about this, Ken? I, I guess this is supposed to be setting up your own little e-store as an MSP and then pulling from the back-end distributors and then, like, tying it into the PSA for automation for, like, quoting. Right,
1: right. yeah. I mean, there's many, you know, QuoteWorks does does a lot of this stuff on the back-end, right? Go, reaches out through their, uh, I think it, what it's called, Utilize or something like that. where you you Utilize, can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, similar thing. I mean, for I know it's all typically been done for hardware in the past. I'm not sure how well that works for provisioning and, and doing that part of it. Um, connecting up with that. But look, it's like anything else. They're all trying to expand into other areas and, and be try to be that extra something. I just don't know with trying to expand in every area and not just getting really good at the stuff that you have helps. Right. This is where support stretches. This is where you start to find those issues where people are doing the complaining, right? It's like, oh, things are getting so big. And yeah, oh, the first thing that MSPs are going to say is, oh, now they're, you know, they're concentrating on this over there now. So they're not taking care of this particular product that I wanted to, you know, that I have the issue with. So, and I don't know how true that is or not. I'm not behind the scenes at these companies when this happens, but you got to believe that things do get stretched a bit when you try to even though you're, you're acquiring another company, you can't say that they're not putting their fingers into it and adding their, you know, what they wanted to do to it. So there's time and energy that goes into that. Um, so I don't know, I, I honestly try to play both sides, right? Try to be devil's advocate and, and, you know, not be too super negative about any one of these things. I just think that, man, these, play, these, these companies are stretching and, and trying to do so many other things that are just completely outside of what they do now. Um, You know, they gotta grow somehow, right? They gotta gotta grow somehow. You're either building it or you're buying it. It's one way or another, right? Exactly. So time will tell if it works and it's, you know, it it became too much uh, all at one time to acquire, you know, three, four companies of different, you know, doing different things, if that all works, but we'll see. I mean, I can't even think of any examples of where that's 100% worked. you know i don't think that
0: i just don't uh, think that well i mean there's some like if you have an existing customer then and that that's buying something that's already packaged properly for their account i can see the zero touch approach where somebody could go into a store or web page and add something right. or subtract something that kind of makes sense but i i'm having a hard time envisioning an msp selling all of their services without zero converse. It's, it's it's the same conversation, by the way, we talked about earlier. Right,
1: exactly. Are that's... you
0: going to expect an end customer buying your managed services offering, site unseen, no conversation, nothing? They're just going to go to the site, press go, put in a credit card? Uh, I don't think so. No,
1: no, that, that I, that's definitely 100% true. Um, yeah, it's
0: just... Uh... But if they're already an existing customer and you have, hey, here's the monitors that you use, here's the desktops that you sure, use, here's sure. the...
1: Yeah, yeah if you, you want to go not, in
0: and add another one? Like go to this card, press go, and it'll automatically invoice right. you. And
1: yeah, I don't. That I, I, I can see that. I'm, I'm taking a step further or going a little deeper. What about this ecosystem that was supposedly created, where you know we're all in the same ecos- ecosystem, playing nice together? How does that work when the companies are buying up your competition and, go, and now competing with you immediately? Well, we said this okay. was Cisco earlier, right? Your vendor's vendor becomes your competitor. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, look what's happening. Like, you know, you know, solo wins by security companies. Well, they used to do a lot of business with security companies and all those companies they were doing business with. Now they're competing against, right. And the same with Kaseya the same with all of them. Mm-hmm. How does this ecosystem keep lasting when, you know, it's dividing, it's going to start dividing, right? If you're, a, if you're a security vendor, are you going to go to an event at a company that's now, main focus is backing up your yeah. competition
0: no yeah the whole hey we're all in it together let's make it work it's starting to become a little bit hard to, to right now to, yeah, i get what you're saying yeah that's the part so brent says my customer does not want to have anything to do with online sales if they did i would be out of business <laughs> hey brent as i said earlier with the vendor conversation if you're inviting a door <laughs> where you're going to constantly be nickel and dimed right you're going to have a bad situation because every time you invoice your customer, they're going to question it. So you want to make it as easy as possible to do business with. I, I, I see certain business cases where this makes sense, right? You, you know, like it's a quoting platform and all that on one side, but then it's like an e-store type setup on the other, but I wouldn't unlock that e-store for non-existing customers where things are, aren't prefabricated to fit what their environment is. Like I wouldn't just open up an Amazon, slap my name on it and say, here you go. Cause That just opens up Pandora, I think.
1: Yeah, Uh, I agree.
0: He says that they make a lot of money doing what they do. I should know what they want, not wait to be asked. Yeah, and if, you know, 100%. And if you could take the stuff that they usually buy, put it into a place where they can easily just say, go without you having to send a quote, have them approve it, create an invoice, order the equipment. I think that's part of the idea, but it has a very specific it has to be used in a correct way or else I think right.
1: it. And that's what the EUlize used to do. You could build, you could have specific stacks that it's push of a button, right? You know, this is what you sell it. This is what you do every single time. So you can pull that whole entire thing out, quote it, get approval, and then order it all through, you know, because it goes right out to get the pricing and right from each one of the vendors that you're buying from. I get all that.
0: It, yeah, it's supposed, to, it's supposed to like, you know, the guys, and I run into that, I still run into that. I don't know why this is still a thing, but I get it, like... <laughs> You know, like, all right, I want to sell a Dell computer, right? I go to the website. I look at the deals of the day because that's what my customers doing. And I don't want to quote them more than what they're going to find on the website. And then, like, I try and go and find every coupon under the sun. I try and ask my rep for a quote. He takes a day to get back to me. I try and go to the partner portal. And, like, I spent an hour and a half or an hour for what? 25 bucks? Like, your time has a value, right? How much time are you going to spend trying to get the absolute bottom price? Like, so I guess that's all like their whole point is, Hey, if I can pull all the prices in from all the distributors at once, including Amazon, I guess, and then pick the lowest one and press go. I've just saved
1: you procurement time. Okay. Just- yeah. Except I never, I never did that anyways. I, I always, my whole There's still thing
0: guys was, out there doing that, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My whole thing was you're buying from me because of my experience. You're getting what I recommend. And if you want to go search it someplace, there's going to be a whole different conversation. Like we're going to find the best piece. We're not, it's not going to be the cheapest. And oh, by the way, it's actually, I know for sure it's not going to be the cheapest because there's the stuff that we bring to the table as MSPs. I mean, I quite honestly, back in the day, I can say this cause I've been a little bit removed but I was making 30, 40 points off of equipment because I knew how much it took on the back end to order, to set up all the things that people so don't you, think you, about. You, so slapped, you know, slapped the right, look
0: you're above, that like for, that.
1: Yeah. yeah, you're going to sell a computer for dirt cheap, make no money on it. And then on top of it, w- what are you getting on it on the other side of that? I mean, yeah. for me, it was all about the, you're doing this for the value. You're getting my expertise in the, and my team's expertise on how we're going to do this. That's why you're using us. If you're just going out to buy a computer, you know, you, you probably should call another company. That so, Brent was just said,
0: so I'm sure he's, he's kind of throwing our words back at us just a little bit, but it's OK, Brent. It's a good thing then you aren't you chiseling the vendor they need to make money too well yes they do need to make money but when we're talking about a pencil i mean we're not i'm not necessarily talking about the entire stack i'm talking about a printer a keyboard a monitor right this is the kind of stuff we're talking about in this conversation but i hear you yes everybody needs to make money for sure uh i'm going to i'm going to end last thought um, it's great news this week I'm going to end. Last thought on this one. Michael Dell says public cloud isn't more secure than on-premise. <laughs> Interesting comment, don't you think, there, my friend?
1: From the hardware guy, yeah. I mean, uh, another shocker. Put another captain obvious uh, on who on why he would be saying that.
0: Yeah. And then he's he's actually referencing Solar Winds and the Exchange Acts as part of the. Hey, it can happen anywhere.
1: Right, right. I think uh, the, it, from a small picture, you could compare the two, but we've already we've already had this conversation ten thousand times about the fact that. So let me get this straight. Just from a security standpoint alone, when the janitor goes mopping or cleaning up your space and can walk into your server room and hit a button on accident, that's not. That's more. That's just as secure as a, a building that has all the everything you need.
0: Here you go. The common misconception and sometimes wrongful selling point is that public cloud is more secure than on-prem. This usually leads to lighter security practices as compared to typical approaches in an enterprise. Same security practice should be applied anywhere and everywhere data and applications live.
1: Oh, I wrong. get I get the point. What he's talking about is people get a little more lax because they think everything in the cloud is safe. Get that. That's hundred percent. But the, the comment to comment and say that, to say specifically that on-prem is, is just as secure. There's just so many wrong things about that statement.
0: And then he says, make no mistake. It's a multi-cloud environment. So customers aren't saying, Oh, it's the public or private cloud. It's both. Now it's multiple clouds, private co-location edge public cloud.
1: Okay. Is he, I mean, is he right? Uh, To a point. I mean, I see what he's saying from a standpoint of the lax part. I think that's actually a good message to drive across to MSPs in general to bring to the general public to let them know that just because it's in the cloud doesn't mean it's 100% safe there either. There is no 100% safe. And obviously that's a, I mean, if you had Matt Lee on here right now, he would be driving the security home on definitely is more secure in the cloud, but. You have to still take all those precautions at the end. It's all about identity, right? Now it's all about securing the identity and not the actual endpoint. Um, so with that being said, yes, it's way more secure. When you have something that can say, Hey, today you were in Boston and 15 minutes later you were in China, it knows to shut that account off, right?
0: True. Sure. Brent, so Brent That's- has a couple of great comments. He's like, WTF. Give me a brick. I'll get into your office, take your server. I'll be gone in 45 <laughs> seconds, not even gone in 60 seconds, which you made a movie about 45 seconds. I'll be gone.
1: Okay. hundred percent. Right. You can get into an office. You can't get into the data center, I have retinal scans now. And that's what, that's his
0: second copy. He's like data yeah. center way more secure than any business I've been into.
1: Yep. hundred percent truth from that standpoint. So I think, I think Michael Dell is trying to make a point about the fact that you just can't leave it willy-nilly just because you've hired somebody in the cloud. Yeah. And it's, you know, that would get into all levels, right? Making sure that you have the uh, BAA agreements and, and you know, they're doing, the, the any company you use for cloud uh, is doing all their due diligence. But there, there, is, there
0: is a point. Let me, this isn't even devil's advocate. It's just reality. <laughs> if all of your eggs are in one basket. Right. Then- inherently you're just waiting, right? Like everyone has had a problem. Microsoft's had problems. Google's had, problems. Amazon's had problems. Alibaba's had problems. Anyone who's operating at that scale is going to have problems. They can say to their blue in the face, it's never going to go down. It does.
1: Right, 100%. But even with all the, even with all the Microsoft outages that happened in the last, if you take the aggregate of that over having an exchange server, I will I will, I will believe that from a security standpoint, you're still in better shape for a number of different reasons. One, when Microsoft goes down, we're all feeling it. So it's not like someone saying, George, your server's down. You have a problem if I was someplace else. Nope, you're at Microsoft, it's happening to everybody. It makes that blow a little bit softer, right? From that standpoint. And then also the time it takes to keep an exchange server up on your own and manage it, monitor it, maintain it, power, all the things that you're trying to do. And by the way, how many of us, I'll say this to you, George and Brent, you too. How many times have you found the perfect place to put a server in somebody's office? Hardly ever. There's always a sprinkler in the room, always a sprinkler in the room. What happens when they have a, a, a false alarm and the sprinkler system goes off and, and soaks your server, right? Hey
0: man, I, I'm, I'm not trying to go there, but the bathroom, <laughs> right? The bathroom
1: server. The bathroom yeah. server. Hey, listen, I had one that was plugged into the same, it was in the kitchen. And of course, it's in the same circuit as the microwave and the refrigerator. So as soon as someone started the microwave, they'd pop the circuit and the server would shut down.
0: No. Hello. That's horrible. So Brent says, Michael Dell just wants to sell more servers. You are absolutely right, Brent. He definitely wants to sell servers. And he says, use the right tool for the right job, not because it is or isn't cloud. percent. No yep. argument there. Let me leave you guys with a couple of uh, housekeeping items that we should have done in the beginning, but since we're here, we're here. So Channel Strong Tour is coming back again. I feel like we just ended it, but coming to the Midwest at the end of May, last two weeks of May. So uh, if you're in like Kansas City, St. Louis, Indy, Chicago, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, hit the Channel Strong Tour, MSPinitiative.com, Channel Strong Tour. Sign up for request an in- uh, to request an invite. We're also doing lunch and learns in all those cities at the same time. So definitely request if you're a lunch person rather than an evening person, let us know. Or and come lastly, out for both. Yes. And lastly, join our join our giveaway for April. We have multiple vendors involved. We have 10 prizes this month. Got to play to win. No, You don't have to buy anything though. You just put your name in the hat and you get one of 10, 10 chances to win a prize. We've got a lunch bunch of great vendors here that are, throwing some cool prizes in. Uh, So why not, uh, why not take a shot? So all of our sessions are recorded. So you can go to MSPInitiative.com under sessions and you'll see all of those. You can go back and rewind and fast forward and see them all play them all download them all. And we will see you back hopefully again, Thursday at one o'clock Eastern time or watch us after the fact. And uh, Ken man, uh, today was great. We had a lot of good news today.
1: Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. I, I usually, you know, I'm looking at the clock making sure we're going to get stuff in. And I looked over, I was like, wow, Holy moly. Yeah. He's right. We're ending. So yeah, no, that was a good one. A lot of good stuff. And like I said, Ed McMahon had a lot of good lines for us today. So uh, I think you might have to incorporate him a little bit more. We're going to have to
0: bring him on. We're going to bring Brent on to like a Tuesday jam session. And we'll there you where
1: go. we'll see so let,
0: let me know if you're available next Tuesday, Brent, we'll, uh, we'll add you to the, uh, we'll add you to the, to the pool. We'll see how it goes. There you go. See that? And now all of a sudden you're on the other side of the aisle. All right, guys, <laughs> I'll see you guys uh, on Thursday at one o'clock. If not, see us back here again on Tuesday, hopefully with Brent included. And we'll have uh, we'll have some interesting things to talk about. Catch you guys later.